West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 25th of January 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Kowal McCaton and Councillor Tom Waddle. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Now, folks, you're very welcome to County Views on this uh, Wednesday evening. A little bit on the cool side, it was four degrees and my motor car coming in. And it said four degrees and I met two county council lorries on the way out with uh, spreading stuff for the frost. So they were expecting a bit of frost, obviously, during the night. So if you're driving in the morning, be careful. Indeed, if you're driving at any time, be very, very careful. And we'll start with a song now to get everyone to settle down here. I am joined by Tom Ryan, Coral McCourt-Dawn, and Councillor Tom Ruddle. And Tom, you're very welcome. It's your first night risk and you're, you're yourself coming in here among us lot. And Tom has also joined us. So on uh, yesterday, yesterday, the 24th of January, was the date of... Uh, Percy French, that very famous fine writer of lovely, wonderful, old-fashioned Irish songs, many very lyrical and many funny ones, and he had a wonderful turn of phrase, of course, he put some colour on the map, and for all my court honest, it was on the map anyway, but it was definitely on the map after Percy French. So we'll go for the mountains of Morden, as I said, he was died on the 21st of January, 1920, and it is by Bridie Gallagher, another lady with a beautiful voice, mountains of morning, just to get you all settled in, folks. And then we have a lively lot of topics for the programme for the remainder of the night. So you're tuned to County Views on Westlamic 102 FM. My name is Pat O'Donovan. If you want to text in or call in, you can start doing so now on 0696600. That is 0696600. And it is tickling already indeed. And... Uh, text away at seven wonderful six nine eight hundred. So any message, anything you want us to talk about whatsoever, or six nine six six two hundred. And Jason Smith is waiting for your call. And we'll go now with Brady Gallagher and the mountains of Morden sweep down to the sea. Due to podcast regulations, we are unable to play that song on this podcast. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. That was the late, great Bridie Gallagher and his... Somebody said one time she had music in her voice. Music in her voice, that was Bridie Gallagher. Uh, since last we met, a lot of things have happened and there's plenty news items flying about. And I was watching the news on last Friday night, I think it was, and I was absolutely horrified to see what I did see was a donkey being pulled 
with a rope around his neck tied onto the hitch of a motor car. I assume it was a hitch that was tied onto because I didn't see any visible person. And he was being dragged along with a rope tied around his neck. What is Ireland coming to Tom Ruddle? Tom, you're very welcome, Councillor Tom Ruddle, uh, Finnegal Councillor for Newcastle West. T- thank you very much, Pess. Uh, I, I saw the same video there. It was on Twitter, I think, or something like that. But. Um, yeah, the poor old donkey, he, he was being pulled and he, he pulled didn't want to go and yeah, uh, just yeah. kept driving on with the car like or whatever, yeah. but uh, actually it, it, it looked terrible altogether, but uh, I think they, they actually, they, they got the people that were doing it, I think they, they got arrested or whatever, so which which was good, but uh, I suppose it's, it's, it's a sad thing to see something like that, especially with animals, because uh, I suppose most Irish people are, I think, we're animal lovers, like you know, and uh, I think there's, um, I think there's a, there's not an indictment to see that people don't treat their animals properly when they have them. So, and I think often donkeys, you'd see them there. They can often get, get the worst end of these things, like you know. Yeah, well, I, I was grown up with donkeys. You yeah. drive a donkey. Yeah. From behind, you, you don't pull him by the neck with a rope. That's right, that's right, that's right, yeah. Carol, did you're familiar uh, with that. Well, I can recall donkeys taking, uh, let's say, tanks to the creamery in Broadford, uh, quite a few in my days. Uh, I can remember donkey, donkey Debras. Um, no, sometimes the donkey would be very stubborn. Uh, don't hate it, the, the, the donkey has been in the news recently. I haven't seen the film uh, that um, the Banshees of it. In the year, and apparently Colin Farrell, no, I'm not into films, but apparently he's going to come to the Donkey Sanctuary in this fellow, which is, you know, has done tremendous work. I think there's something like, oh, it's the amazing amount of work that I, mm-hmm. like, you know, the way, the, if there is a heaven for donkeys, I mean, they're there already. Uh, they're treated so well and everything. But again, uh, cruelty to animals, I mean, uh, the mentality I just can't understand. But again, like you're growing up in an age now where people are seeing things on video. Uh, there would have been some video game where a donkey was uh, ill-treated or black-hearted, and you know these people they don't see the actual difference. <coughs> where did it happen anyway, Pat? I didn't. Eden Derry in County Offaly. Eden Derry County. I mean, they should know better. They should yeah. definitely know better. And uh, you know the humble donkey. I think uh, I just can't recall now because you put it. But uh, G.K. Uh, Chesterton had a lovely line about a donkey, about the cross in his back. I just can't recall yeah, it now. Yeah. It's a lovely you know, line from a poem. I mean, uh, I mean, it's, uh, uh, if you go back to, to biblical times, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, Mary and Joseph came on the donkey, you know, the donkey was part of, you know, the crib and all that type of thing. And, you know, it's so sad, you know, that... Uh, Tom, we hear a lot about things in school and, as the lads were saying there, it would look like they're looking at videos. In Dublin, I think it was a couple of years ago, did they go born in the eyes of a donkey or something like that or something appalling as well, so some appalling acts. These people, I just found it shocking. I don't know if you saw it or not. I saw it, Pat, yes. Yeah. And uh, it's a subject that we've covered on, on the programme numerous times, cruelty to animals, you know, and um, it's, uh, you know, we have, as Kiran has said, you know, we have great... Uh, people and Tom also has commented like uh, where really an animal 
loving country and you know and it's shocking to see animals being ill-treated and it's happening all the time it's happening with dogs with cats now we see you know the, the donkey has got no fame now due to the recent film and uh, but to be honest about it Pat you know I always said like that <coughs> children you know like at um, at school you know <coughs> when we, if, if we're going to do a, if, if we're going to rescue the disaster that, that a lot of young people and uh, are going into we have to start in the schools and we have to bring in some type of a program where animal welfare is very very high on the list you know and it's I, we've been talking about it if, if you talk to the different animal welfare people they're marvellous people they're, they're fanatical in, in their job they're not supported well enough by the government either to be honest about it there should be way more support for, for those animal sanctuaries and you know and people that take in animals and I think that if we're going to you know we've been talking about it and this is thing in this country we talk about uh, we talk about youth misbehaviour and not all the time youth either but we appear to don't do anything about it or nobody appears to come up with a solution can we do something to like to get these people off that <coughs> track and into into society into civilization. Is that is that too much test in, in 2023? Something's very seriously wrong anyhow in, in the whole area. Now, we have uh, James Holmes <coughs> on the ball, and James, I must say, before I read any of them out, I have the three items that you've suggested, because <coughs> of course I have them all listed here in my list as well. I have Enoch Burke in my list, you'll lift him out. <laughs> and Pat, can you ask the panel, how can Garden be more protected following the recent assault on a member of Ungarda Shikana who was bitten in a serious incident in Dublin over the weekend regards James Holmes at Tay. Now if today I did the exchange program which will be repeated at 11 o'clock tonight just after this program and I read out a case from the Irish Examiner where a, a guard was called to a family home situation, family law case, they would call it partners, male, female, whatever kind of, so the male, female, I understand in that case. Nowadays, you know, a bit of more difficulty to describe, but this was a male, female situation and there was a, a, a child involved as well. And the guard was called and it came onto the court case. And the male partner in that particular case told the guard he'd raped the guard's wife He'd F the guard's, even though we were at night time, he'd F the guard's mother and he would bite the nose off the guard. Again, like the donkey situation, I think somebody making such comments as those, and I believe it's quite common among the guard of Chicago, that I hear from all sides, mm -hmm. the abuse and the threats that's made like that. I think they should be dealt with and dealt with severely and somebody making threats to guards like that they should be arrested straight away and, and landed in the next court in my opinion Tom Rutter. Yeah, well I suppose back in the past there was way more respect for guards like you know I mean I remember years ago where I came from <coughs> and uh, I remember a guy he hit a guard and he got 12 months jail like you know 
at the time and uh, like you'd never see a case like that now that they would get a sentence like that because I think it's happening nearly every weekend that, uh, and when I <coughs> sorry Tom sorry on. for interrupting yeah. you it's not my policy to interrupt speakers but when I came to town about 50 years 52 or 3 years ago now but that was about 50 years ago there was a, a rape case in, in, in West Limerick and that guy got 10 years for his part in that and he did nine and a half. Yeah, yeah. So the, the whole I, thing has gone bonkers. Well, I, I think it is. And I, I think, look, a lot of it is social media as well. You know, they're, they're seeing these videos up online. And uh, I, I think there's emboldened people to go that bit further, like, you know, because uh, you even see the abuse, I suppose, we even get as, as counsellors or uh, as TDs. I mean, they get a lot of abuse online as well and stuff like that. But people are taking it that bit further all the time and they're doing the same with the Gardaí, um, I suppose, and, and signs on. I think there was supposed to be a thousand guards coming out this year. I think there was only, was it 35 or 37 or something like that? And uh, so, like, young people are not going for those jobs anymore. So I think something seriously will have to be done. I know they're talking about the the camera recorders on, on the vests. Like, you know, this, well, I mean, they should have been in long ago, but they're talking about putting them on now, at least, you know, if, if a guard is in an alteration <coughs> that they, they'll be recorded or they'll have some... Carol, we've reached a situation whereby the, I will say the younger generation, anyhow, that they have no respect for animals, they have no respect for hu people, they have no respect for the clergy, they have no respect for Gardaí, and they have no respect for authority. And the sentencing, they have no respect for that either because it's almost non-existent. Well, I suppose you must question, you know, all these changes have been coming around um, uh, subtly over the years. You have these gurus that tell people how you should behave, you know, how you should, you know, manage, you know, people growing up, you know, be that, be the uh, youngsters, uh, teenagers, adolescents. And, you know, there is kind of a thing, like, you know, that you can't, the word no is not used now at all. Like, you cannot do that, or you should not do that. Or if you do, there'll be consequences. Another thing I think about, about the Gardaí, when we were talking about the Gardaí is, uh, when I was growing up, anyway, most of the girls were from other places. Now there's a lot of the girls very local. I don't know if is that a, a, a very healthy thing when you kind of know the girls themselves, when they're part, no, part of the community and every right to be, but kind of natives of the community. I think when, when you've got a, a, a person, I'm only just saying, a dirty girl yard down here, a big, strong, dirty girl yard, you know, and like nobody knew him. Uh, most of the guys at that time, like the word men anyway. And another thing is, I think, you know, people might laugh at this, but when you, there was one time you had to be a, a certain size to join. I don't know the size of this guy or no, or anything like that. But a lot of people now feel, well, we can put it up to them. You know, who are they? They're only, you know, whoever, we said the name is down the road or we said the next parish and they're living there. And, you know, they don't carry the same authority. No excuse though, except for what is happening. But I think you, you, you have that, uh, Attitude there. Uh, again, as you said, it's right across the board, anyway. Uh, authority means nothing now. Like, even, even it starts within the home, anyway. I mean, uh, parents are not able to say, you, you know, that, that word, you can't or no, is not used anymore because you might hurt their feelings. But they can hurt other people's feelings when they grow up. And this is the sad consequences of, of what we have. 
And you might call, we say, a comment like this now, like, right wing. But, I mean, you have to draw a line somewhere. And then, Tom Ryan, I think, literally, when their babies nearly, they were handed mobile phones and all kinds of games and violence and shooting and whatnot comes and away they go from there and up along the line. Well, Pat, like, you, you couldn't, you couldn't um, understand, like, what's, what's really, like, going to be the end of all this because this program has been very supportive of the girls and especially the girls that, as in that particular instance there, where a domestic situation had evoked and the guard recall a guard coming like the, the number of the elf Tom had rightly said are depleted it's no longer a career like that people want to join because of the first of all of the guard management themselves that's it that'd be number one then the actual conditions that they work under number two and you, you know the, I mean the whole situation is a total disaster the guards have lost their lives in domestic situations quite recently top detective guards like uh, I mean in the last I suppose couple of years we've had about maybe four or five or maybe more guards pay the ultimate price now uh, the, this incident like in Dublin at the weekend that's a regular situation but I don't see anybody in the doll. Any, any, I don't hear any of the of our uh, ministers making an issue out of this. You know, it's going on and on and on. The guard is, if it's 24 hour news, then it's a big, it's a big item. People are, oh, they're all upset about it, and then it's forgotten about. And it's uh, these people can go out and they can wait for 12 months to come to court, and then they get, they'll come in saying that they're from a dysfunctional family, there's drugs involved, and there's alcohol involved, and there's no parental control. You'll, you'll actually think now that the, that, the, that the state itself is responsible for children with the way the, the attitude that's developing within within the system, we call it. You know, they can perfectly do what they like, as you rightly said, Pat, from the cradle to the grave now, and there is no consequence. And the, and the other thing that really annoys me, then, is also, we have these students. I was in Limerick City last night. I was taking home a man out, out after doing it. We were after doing a hard day's work, and uh, we were was submerged in students, I think it was a, either a rag week or something, or a freshers week or something. It was unbelievable. They were all drunk. They were all half naked out on the streets. Like, and they're our, they're our future professional people. So, <laughs> I mean, like, where are we going? I mean, I, I don't know. And then if when, when the misbehaviour, when, when one of them is, is either taken in or questioned or charged, you have an appeal to a judge, oh, he won't be able to go to America if he has, if he has a charge, a criminal charge. Or, mm-hmm. So, I mean, just the, the judiciary are wrong. Like, they are the people that administer that should be protecting the people and protecting the, our system and protecting our, 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 our society, and they're not doing it. Tom, the whole thing seems to have been gone too soft, too soft, by miles, I just give you a rundown of the various things in their years. You gave an example yourself of the guard, the guy that hit the guard, he got 12 months. And nowadays, as Tom pointed out, dysfunctional family, blah, blah, blah. It was out of character. 
he had drink taken, whatever, whatever. Mm. But there's no deterrent, and we've been saying that here for many years. The well, sentences are not severe enough. They, 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 well, there mustn't be, because, um, like, you can have fellas gone in there and the kind of 50 convictions, like, and they're still, they're yeah. still walking around. And don't around, forget, you know? we didn't yeah. mention the most obvious one of all, this famous one, free legal aid. Yes. Cost them nothing at all. Yes, I know. Everything yes. is free legal aid. Well, that's that's... That's, well, they, they know, like, when they go to court, that they're going to be defending free legal as, as anyone else. So, yeah. like, I mean, yeah. why would, you know, why would you not commit a crime then? Because you're going yeah. to be, you're going to get out again. But why is it not not an issue made out of a town? Why, why else does society accept this? Like, uh, so it's only when it comes to their own door, like, they yeah. are yeah. concerned. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but this is ongoing for the past mm. 30 years now. And mm. it's, as Kieran has rightly said, it's mm. developing, it's getting worse. It's, yeah. not, it's, it's, not, it's not contracting or it's not under control. Mm-hmm. It's getting worse yeah. and getting more. I, I suppose, like, <coughs> you know, we had, we had an incident here, there, we'll say, in, we'll say, Halloween here in the town, you know, where mm. the... There was about twenty or thirty youngsters that went they went to Mokal together and uh, turned over a car and they did all that and uh, and like to be honest about it we we just hadn't had enough of guard presence here in the town to to stop it which was I would blame management for that you know um, the guard management that we that they hadn't enough on on the same night because we as councillors they came into us in a JPC. They come in about twice a year, and we we said to them, "Listen, make sure you have enough on now Halloween night because that's going to be always, always for years back like. through storms." And County. look, there, there was an accident out the road, and it was a poor neighbour of mine, Lot Messner, got killed. And um, but look, they hadn't enough guards to cover, uh, you know, a second incident like and. Uh, like they went to muck around the town, so it was it was it was all over the papers and everything. But I mean, I we we met we met the guard then um, the top well the I suppose the main men um, there about the death following Friday and uh, well I I said straight out look I said I I don't blame the army guard on the ground I blame the management and and that was from the super up like you know because like they, it's their job to organise the thing on the ground. Which, which I, I don't think they did. We had an incident in Ratkeel which made the headlines then shortly after that. This is all in the mm. in the, the West Limerick County Division. The two major ones, one after the other, literally. Yeah. And I, I, below in front of the library here in Newcastle West, the old library, I parked my car in W Lines and even had to pop into a shop nearby. And I felt very guilty because I parked my car in two W Lines. But yes, I can drive through Red Keel and you can drive down there tonight, even anyone you like, every day of the week, every night of the week. Mm. There's English Red cars on WL lines on footpaths, morning, noon and night. What kind of a law is that? Or since we have one law for one set of community and another law for another one. That's, that's I, I met you in Red Keel yeah. yesterday, I'm sure you looked and you yes. saw them there yourself. That's right, that's right. Non-stop, right. yeah. Yeah. WL lines footpaths. Mm. In Red Keel, it, 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 they seem to be exempt. And yet we had all this nonsense about what happened and cows banging. You would imagine that they applied the law then to the, for the rest of the Christmas time or, or in Red Keel. But mm-hmm. it, it seems to be exempt. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree with you. But like the... I don't know. This, I'd say, I think that, that thing in Red Keel was a bigger issue than just crashing cows. Though. I think they had been down to... 
It was, but yeah. back to it, there mm. are things that the Gardaí or the powers that be mm. cannot get control of. Maybe they mightn't be able to investigate it fully. It might get cooperation. But yeah. cars on footpaths and W yeah. lines, on bins, on junctions, mm. yeah. how that's tolerated, it beats mm. me. Yeah. And it's 10 o'clock. We'll go to an ad break, folks. And I suppose there'll be a checkpoint for myself and Tom Ryan heading home by Red Keel tonight. <laughs> County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 25th of January 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Kowal McCaton, and Councillor Tom Waddle. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Minded and back to the panel again. And I think he tells me I came in too soon there. Pat, can you ask the panel to discuss the brutal killing of a man in the University Hospital Cork over the weekend? Regards, James Holmes. Thank you, James. Yeah, it was shocking to, to see that, actually. Um, I, I don't think I've ever heard of an incident like that in a hospital where someone actually got killed, like, you know, they were in as a patient, and uh, I think it was over the poor man snoring or something like that, and That's he got, right, a, yeah. got some implement and uh, he beat him to death, which was an awful thing. Uh, he, he's 80, 89 years of age or whatever, like, you know, so. Well, it was... Uh you can nearly read between the lines when the judge says that this person uh, has been charged. I just can't think. I think his McGee is his name. Uh, that uh, he should be given all medical assistance, uh, both uh, and especially uh, psychiatric like uh, assistance. Now, why that man was inside in the same ward as a man of eighty nine? I think now, I, I also read someplace he was known to Gardaí. He was known to Gardaí. Yeah, he has a record. Yeah. And if he was a patient. I mean, they were able to take him out of the hospital, quest him in the Bridewell or one of those stations, and now he's in, I, I'm sure he's in, in, in jail. some prison. Mm-hmm. So like, how sick was he anyway yeah. that they were able to remove him from the hospital and he was in there yeah. and this poor old man, uh, as I say, he, he could have been mm. rambling or something like that and he yeah, might have yeah. got on, you know, from his nerves. And, but uh, an appalling case, an appalling case, and you'd have to sympathise you know, with the man's family and all that type of thing. Uh, again, I, but I think I, again I would say that uh, it is drug related as well. Uh, uh, this person, there might have been a patient there, but who was in visiting that person? Did they give that person drugs? And but we don't know, and it's before the court, so we'll hold it there. But I then, suppose, you know. they, the big excuse now always is uh, the person needs psychiatric assistance. Yeah. So there's a person in our area, and, he, and he's, he's an oldish man, he always says, How is it they always do the wrong thing? Yeah, uh, as you mentioned, the psychiatric thing there, I was listening to an ad today on the radio, I think it was National Radio, mm-hmm. and it is 
mental health, mental health and wellness and all this thing that are promoting it a big way now in the meantime. And you would have mental, you, you would require mental health care or something like that if you were suffering from this, that and the other thing. And I thought the things that were calling out were very, very minor. That at that rate of going, I'd say we nearly be all queuing up for mental health care by the sound of the ads. was another one of these encourage you, you a little bit off. Tom, Corral mentioned it there, uh, mental, when somebody is charged or something out there, regardless, they nearly all send on for medical attention afterwards, if you notice in recent times. Yeah, well, that's, you, you'd often hear that in the courts when they're, when they're produced and charged in court. You'd often hear, hear the, even the judges saying, medical you know what I mean, there's a medical report needed here. Yeah. Uh, this is a shocking instance. It's shocking, yeah. unbelievable. But is it a kind of a half an opt-out that yeah, of course if you do is, something yeah. like that, then you, well, sure. you, you go the mental road that I, I wasn't right in the head when I did it? Yeah, yeah sure, we've, we've had that. There's a lot of murder cases as yeah. well, you know, yeah. what uh, dimin diminished responsibility <laughs> due to mental condition. <laughs> so, like, if you look at um, that particular instance, and it's a shocking and tragedy for that, that poor man and you know the, it it shows you the you know the total disarray our health services are in and in, in the area of mental of the mental area uh, we have a junior minister for uh, in charge of uh, I think she's a Warsford woman but she's a disaster like I mean and before that we had a, a lady from Cork there what was her name again she was a, and that's an area that's been really and truly badly neglected we only listened to the Kerry camps you know I mean there for the South Kerry and North Kerry sure it's the same probably all over the whole country when it's investigated and there's nothing done about it but like it's an area of health where nobody wants to really take the bull by the horns and say let's do something about this and it's underfunded and in actual fact no matter how underfunded it was it, over recent years they weren't even using the funds they were getting and they've ads then promoting the you join up the queue and to join up the long queue absolutely make it worse again shocking it's yeah. a shock well yeah. our health our whole service is, health service is yeah. this area but the actual area of in the, in the mental area and in the area of the disabilities, it's a total shambles. You know what's going on. No but management. I, I would no. say, in this case, there, there has to be a, a full and thorough inquiry. Now, there'll be a, an inquiry by, by the hospital uh, authorities. I would say there's a criminal uh, investigation. <laughs> but how a person, an 89-year-old mm. and a person, uh, how you can have a, a big stop? If this person had a, a, a psychiatric uh, problem, and a serious one, obviously. Like how he was in an ordinary ward, or was it an ordinary ward? No, we don't know the, the facts. And I well, it, it, it was mentioned it was a six bed that was that it was a, six a, a, beds, a, 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 a general ward, a general yeah. ward. Yeah. And but if you look at and if you t if you talk to anybody, and you would have met him as over time, mm. have met the, the people that work in the hospitals and see the violence that they have to contend with, you know, really every day, drug-related and yeah. drink-related, shocking. Mm. I mean, they're all shouting about all the beds and all the all or um. I mean, how many people like are there waiting to for to get beds? Mm. I mean, a, a lot of them are drug addicts, a lot of them are alcoholics, and the, the the mayhem that they create within the wards and within the corridors, and it's unbelievable. I've been like had a, 
in the hospital a couple of times recently. I had a, a serious nosebleed there last year, and I spent the night in the regional, uh, in the emergency, like uh, A&E, and I mean, well, I was shocked when I saw there, what they have to contend with, the I violence was, alone. Yeah, I, I, I was in hospital up in Kilkenny about 10 years ago, an accident happened in my leg, but... Uh, it was this guy that brought him in anyway, but uh, he was definitely on drugs, like, you know, mm-hmm. but then the, the guard kind of tied on him or whatever, you know, he had the handcuffs or whatever. Well, jeez, I, I was up on top of the table and he came several times to nearly knock me off it and I had a, my leg was in bits, like, I mean, if I came off that table, I'd, I'd nearly die, you know, with the pain. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he, he kept pulling and tugging and pushing the guard and going around the place, like, but there's too few time. That's that's the type of but it shouldn't that they're trying to deal with yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it shouldn't. Again, it sh- yeah. They closed down. I, I don't like using the word, but there was mental hospitals. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Right throughout the country. Yeah. And again, you know, all these people with the bright ideas and the new ideas and Getting the all out. I mean, yeah. these places did cater for people that obviously yeah. they are there people. Yeah. Are, uh, and we have a number. Uh, we've had a number of psychotic cases. Even at presently, there are cases where people were definitely mental hospital cases that should have been inside rather yeah. than outside. That murder of all sorts in recent. Now, just yeah. like just like Tom Ruddle, I was hospital twelve years ago in Limerick when I and not in good condition at the time, and again there was. Uh, I saw him, it was drugs, he was, he was going around, he was pulling the charts off each bed. The nurses took it back to your bed, back to it. there was a fellow with a beard in a bed, I said it was eight wards, eight beds or something was in it. And <coughs> they told him, get away, there was a fellow with a beard there, he seemed to fancy him, he seemed to be trying to go into the bed. Beyond belief. But anyway, when I woke up the following morning, he was missing. He had jumped out the window and the guards had been called and the whole lot. Again, very similar to what happened in Cork. These people should have been let in there in the first place. That's mm. 12 years ago. And we'll hold that there, I think, on that topic. And back to Tom's point, actually, I had it listed myself to comment. And I believe, and Tom Ryan believes, if I may speak on your behalf, Tom, that those people who are coming in on Saturday nights or Sunday nights, Saturday nights, I think, mainly, full of drugs, full of drink, they should be taken away someplace and put into a container unit or some such building on their own and not go into the a and emergency path. What do you think, Tom? Well, it's time to deal with that nonsense. Well, well it is time. To, it's long overdue. Taking up time, is. taking up space and causing huge trouble. But they're, and they're, they're total disrupting the whole procedure and the whole mm-hmm. management of the, of, the, of the A&E. And you never hear it discussed. You know, this any debate there that we have in the and there's, there's all the spokesmen for Sinn Fein and for Fine Gael and for <coughs> Labour and they're all there and and rightly so there's there's no they're, they're talking sense. But none of them are targeting the, this central problem. Obvious one. At all, the obvious one. What's wrong with them? Well, why are they, what are they afraid of? Is it their constituents they're afraid that they're going to insult them? And that's what it looks like. I mean, to me, it is all, it is all two-faced politics. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. These people have to be faced up to one way or the other. The actual blackguardism that's going on under the skies of drink and drugs and anything goes has to be faced down. I mean, you had 11,000 people or thereabouts <laughs> on the streets of, in Limerick uh, last Saturday. And I think, you know, that's where our answer is. I mean, they were talking about, you know, in general, the A&E, the closure of Nina, uh, uh, Innes and St. John's. And they... And Barrington's. Yeah, and Barrington's. but it's all the same problem anyway, mm-hmm. because 
if if those uh, units had been left open, a lot of these people could be uh, corralled, if, for want of a better word, into a place uh, right. you're not fit to come into this uh, A&E or hospital. Yeah. There is a place. Whoever brought the person said, no, you go to this place. Tom, 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 Tom Ruddle, I, mean, I believe an that mm. politicians should be held to account. That was an appalling decision that was made way back well, in the famous I, Centre of Excellence by Mary Harney, if I yes, remember I, rightly. I, I'll be honest about it. It has caused I, face I, trouble. I, I, I never agreed with it. Yeah. I, I, I felt, look, creating the HSC, this big monolith, a, I mean... A monster. It, it's, it's not, like, they had it before the way it was you had the Midwestern Health Board or the Sun Health Board yeah, more yeah. Different, different bodies and they had to run their own show and mm-hmm. I, I told I never remember all the trouble that we have now I mean they mm-hmm. brought it all in together there's the you have all these managers there's no one really in charge and uh, I think to be honest about it I, I, I think they'll have to admit it was a mistake and just go back and try and but politicians don't admit mistakes do they? I know but, but look, see, it's more than politicians so Pat it's the public sector. It's the it's the civil service that they're Who's calling the shots? Yeah, they're calling. I mean, we have a head of the head of the, the health authority, the health of the department of of health, Mister Watt. But is the minister for health? Is he not supposed to be the one who is the head man? Minister for health. Or in name only. Like all the ministers are only name only. They're they're just what they are. Is they're just a stamping, just a rubber stamp to stamp decisions made by the civil service. Yes, yeah, and. Faceless people who are being overpaid and huge pensions and doing absolutely not capable of, of doing the job. While we're talking about innocent yeah. and St. John Maddington's, I mean, they're trying to force through the same thing up in Navan, Navan and Drogheda. And the people around the city say, no, we want Navan there mm-hmm. as a place for, we say, general uh, smaller emergencies. I, I suppose that one yeah. didn't write. No, they can be you know, treated in in that no don't want to take them all up into Drogheda and the same issue is going to is going to rise there there'll be mayhem there of course well. it's there already it's there it it's, it's it in Drogheda already they can't cope in Drogheda they can't mind the, the additional people that are coming from Navin but you see as I see it like it's the natural fact it's the total uh, it's the total collapse of a management structure. There was never a management structure there in the first place. It used in town. Well, that's, when, that's, what, that's it's, what I feel. It's like a I, total I, disaster yeah, of did, an organisation. I, I did a. We said we had to do an article for the leader, but if I put it in for for today, you know, um, each politician was asked their, their views. Like, but I reckon what I said anyway is that we'll have to kind of they'll have to try and roll it back mm. and go back into the way the system was before and, and there's more accountability as well like if you're the Midwestern Health Board you're accountable for your area, area. and mm. I think they have to do that and open the hospitals you said there's some but there's nobody there's accountable you see Tom there's yeah. nobody held to account yeah, it is that they're a faceless organisation mm. and understaffed completely with the, as regards the actual the, the the corporate face people, nurses, doctors, and consultants, mm-hmm. and you see that's where we are falling down. I believe myself that there's, there has to be some type of of uh, like a, a, a control by the consultants that they can run the whole system at their own to, to suit themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, folks, we'll have a quick comment just before we have three minutes to an ad break. There about Pascal. Donahue and election post or donations controversy. We won't spend long with it because it's yeah. well discussed. Yeah. 
Well, look, I, I suppose he has apologised then. Anyway. Like he made, he made a mistake and he put his hands up. And uh, but like, look, the thing seems to be running and running. But uh, um, I hate, I hate to, to come in and top you so quick. Yeah. Apologies to me mean nothing. And our yeah. things, if someone is get caught for something, yeah, it's look, an apology. I, I suppose it's like no. everything. Look. I, I suppose there's a lot of people talking there this week, but it's like people in glass houses. You know, if you're standing at the door of a glass house, you you can't mm. be throwing stuff at someone else because yeah. your windows could be broke as well. Like so, I think there's been a lot of that this week. Like you know, the way it has worked out because I I, I, I don't know. Um, like yeah, I I think he he made a fair explanation in it. Like you know, but like I mean, it's been very damaging. To Political parties well, and politics it, it that is, kind of it is. Uh, It's small that, money, but at the same time, stuff, I know. And like you could say, it didn't big money, but look, it, it's not good. Any of those controversies, they don't, they don't kind of do good for the whole Corral, political. Yeah, what I find peculiar and extraordinary about talking about posters or um, election expenses, you can get donations up to nine hundred and ninety-nine, and you don't have to declare it. Hmm. So if you have got twenty donations. Uh, 20 euro shot of yeah, 20,000 yeah, 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 yeah. it's okay yeah. so I think you know it's much to do about duty no and I'm saying that I because, know, I'm, I'm, I because let's face it uh, hmm. if you can get that amount of donations and I'm sure it's happening all the time and, and has happened hmm. why may no and I, I and I'm, I wish in fair support of myself but yeah. I think hmm. we would over the top here on this one it's a little That's bit of nonsense Tom really because of what as he's pointed out if you want to support a fellow, you'll give him cash into his pocket and it isn't going to be declared anywhere anyway. So. No, it's not. And I, I, I'd hate to be to take, take the deliver attitude to just be, just be taken about this now. And as Pastel is a lovely fella, and we're listening to all the great work he does and all this nonsense that we listen to. I think, pat myself, that this item and this subject, I'd like to see a, a, a part of the programme debate it, not, not three or four minutes, because there's very deep there's, there's, there's very deep issues here across the board that have to be discussed, that have been discussed nationally I'd like them to be discussed here maybe next week. Maybe next week because there's a point is there's fellas Thank you. passing money there's all kinds exactly. of position appointments and so on This is a deep and issue. And as the man says we don't know yeah. the half of it. Yeah. And we'll well, we do, Pat, we know an awful lot of it. We'll go I, to I can tell you a lot of it anyway. Back to you shortly, and then we have enough work to discuss as well. And the refugees coming in from God knows where. And only God seems to know where. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limwick 102 FM on the 25th of January 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Kowal McCaton and Councillor Tom Waddle. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.
Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West. And we have quite a lot of messages tonight, and our thanks there to Sarah, that girl from County Clare. I think they used to be called the darling girl from Clare. One time was a Percy French wrote that one as well. I think it might have been that we played him a little earlier on. Uh, refugees, again, listening mm. to radio yesterday, I get confused, I get irritated, I get... I think people are getting very mm-hmm. confused by all this carry-on. We have uh, the house is full, so to speak. The country is full of we uh, have out of accommodation. Beds are shot in the hospitals. Beds are shot in the for uh, refugees. But uh, we have the Ukraines, which we can understand and accommodate to the best of our ability. I don't seem to. I can understand that very easily. But yesterday evening, uh, the, the government brought in a new bill, <coughs> law, that there is no more accommodation for uh, asylum seekers and international asylum seekers. I think they call them, they don't call them asylum seekers much more. But uh, in, in listening to a number of interviews, one guy was asked, why did you come to Ireland? He said, they're friendly people, nice people, we understand. So yeah. that's why he came. Yeah. And another one that they were talking to, uh, you came and where you sleeping tonight, no place to sleep tonight, nowhere. And when did you arrive? This morning. They all had arrived yesterday. And he said to him, where did you sleep last night? I was in England last night. So he was in England, he was seeking asylum, and then he finishes up in Ireland yesterday. To me, maybe I'm missing something, but I thought the next, and I'm far from a professional in the radio business, but I would have thought they came from an African country, all through Europe. I understand your first port to call is where you seek your asylum. It came through Europe, crossed another drop of water to get to England, and then, oh, another one of them, how, how did you, it could have been that same guy who was in England and arrived in Ireland, how did you come? Came by, by Belfast, he said. By Belfast, from England to Dublin, asylum seeker. I don't understand it, Tom. Yeah. I don't understand it at all, asylum well, seeker. I, I, I suppose the Ukrainians, anyone? Forget in, the Ukrainians. Yeah, okay. Now, um, I, I suppose... Separate. Look, they're coming from Algeria, they're coming from Georgia. Like, they're countries that they're not at war as such. No. Like, you know, so, like, I mean, to be honest about it, I can't see why they, they, they should be accommodated. Uh, because, look, they're I, obviously I, coming on a plane. They're getting on a plane somewhere. They're, they're tearing up their passport. That's what they're saying. And they're coming in then, and they're saying they have no passport, so they're claiming asylum. But I, I think what's going to happen, I, I was talking to uh, TD there, <laughs> And he said, "What they're going to do is uh, they're going to get the airlines make them responsible that if you get on somewhere, you obviously have to have a passport when you get on to the plane the first time. So like they they'll have to be responsible. Then if you, if you come off the plane and you have no passport, then I mean they'll have to ship them back." Again. Tom, I've heard of a person that went to Australia, and there was some fault in his passport, but he got through the Irish on his way out. Right. But he didn't get through the one in in Australia. Yeah. He was put on the next plane back. That's right. That's right. Back. But that's that's the only way they're going to stop this. Yeah. Like, that's what I see it anyway. I, I, I. Because, like, they're coming in our countries now. Like, you said something, if there was a war or there was something, yeah. they had to yeah. run from. But, like, 
I mean, I, 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 was lo- I was looking up just Algeria for argument's sake, and I was just looking up what's the situation there. Like, it's calm at the moment. There's no fighting or no anything no. going on there. Like, so, I mean, Georgia is, is in a similar situation, mm. like, you know? Some guy said um, to better himself was another reason he came well, to well, Ireland. They're not supposed to come for economic reasons, you know no, what I mean? No, like, no. we're not supposed to be taking them for economic reasons. Yeah. Like, I mean, we have enough here to look after ourselves, like, you know? So Open door policy, Corral. Let them all in. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really uh, tough nut to crack at the moment because, uh, as you say, the Ukrainians will obviously take prisoners anyway. Yeah. As, like we know that, uh, what's going on there. It's a war situation. Uh, yes. No, there are uh, wars or uh, uh, intertribal wars in various countries and there are people you know, harassed because of their uh, the, the tribe they belong to or the religion they have and they probably felt they had to they had to leave you know, their own country but I suppose we have reached a tipping point here at the moment like we just haven't the accommodation now, apart from you know whether these people should have come or not I mean like what's the point in them coming if if they have no place to actually stay I mean we have the case of uh, the, of the tents below in Nakhilishin uh, if that's the name is that the name of the term? Nakhilishin yeah like I mean no matter what they're coming from I mean in this, they said tonight is quite cold. Actually, it's, a, it's a two degrees. Mm-hmm. I mean, to have to live in a tent. What are they coming to? What are they? I mean, are, are they any better off? And plus the fact, like the places are full at the moment. They come through all of Europe. They have. They come through England no. to land here. But I would say, Pat, there are many staying in different countries in Europe. They're not all coming to Of Ireland. course not all, I mean, no, no. A lot of these countries are, yeah. they're actually staying put because we say a lot of people coming from North Africa, mm. they would be, we say, French-speaking French anyway. They'd be more at home in France than they would be, like, in Ireland. Uh, so, again, and maybe they'll be shoved on, but mm. something is, like, like, like we are at a, a critical point now, a crisis point, uh, a breaking point, and... Uh, like hard decisions like, will have to be made shortly well I, I suppose like with the recent um, with the recent reports coming that people know are, that are coming through country as, as living rough in the streets it's the only matter of time before it'll return to crime there are a, a lot of people um, a lot of people very concerned with developments and how things are, are going uh, migration uh, from from turbulent countries is a big problem in America. It's it will be nearly a deciding factor in the next presidential election in America. And uh, here, Pat, I think you you hit the nail in the head here. Where's our controls? Like, I mean, you, you see, you, you have no one wants to have border, but how are we going to stop people coming in from Belfast? coming in there is there you see uh, what what in actual fact you mentioned Australia New Zealand those countries you, you'll get to the airport and that's as far as you'll get you'll watch the programs and them there you know and uh, the, the thoroughness of their of their examination of all everybody coming in which we should be the same I have no problem with that I have no problem with, I mean I certainly have have a problem with uh, with people that are genuine and coming from war-torn areas and there's also areas of famine but we should be supporting them at home that's what the European Union should be doing supporting those countries at home but then again with the corruption you see and the governments in those places they're without governments now so you have the world in turmoil 
really and truly. And, you know, Europe is a, is a soft touch and it's a good place to come because the standard of living here is very high, although we see our own poverty levels are supposed to be very bad at the moment. But in comparison to where those people are coming from, this is utopia, you know. So we've got to manage. We can manage that either. Now, CAMS is another thing that we've been hearing a bit, and I'll get to Ian Pork in the, uh, a little later on. Uh, we have a message on him. Ombudsman, ombudsman's anger over missed opportunity in CAMS services. We've been hearing this CAMS, CAMS, CAMS. I hate abbreviations, but we, we, we'll give it a full detail what it says. This is a report, and this is from today's Irish Independent. The Children's Ombudsman has said he is angry frustrated and concerned that Ireland missed an opportunity seven years ago to reform child and adult mental health services. Dr Niall Muldoon has supported calls for a root and branch review of the child and adult mental health services CAMS after a major report this week was deeply critical of the service. He criticised the HSE for losing the reports of 140 children with some of the more severe mental health needs, questioning how nobody at the top of the HSC could have known this had happened. Dr Muldoon was speaking as Ireland appeared before the United Nations. I'll read that part again, folks. He criticised the HSC for losing the reports of 140 children with some of the more severe mental health needs, questioning how nobody at the top of the HSC could have known this had happened. Now, today I mentioned that in the programme that will be broadcast at 11 o'clock tonight. I also mentioned the guarantee in the same Brit, where in, in some major murder cases, they've lost gates in top courts and over courts. It, it baffles me how organisations such as Ungarda Shikana or the HSE in that case could lose such important items of information required. Yeah, like that's, that's it's very sad, I suppose, to think about those children not not getting the, the help that they need. Because I suppose uh, children's <coughs> mental health is is a major issue for parents that they would have a child like, that would have mental issues, and I think it's so important that they will get the help earlier on because it has the full effect on their whole lives. Like so. Um, I, I think there's a disaster to hear a thing like that that they would have lost all those files, like, you know, it just doesn't add up at all, you know. Well, Pat, John, here I can say is, obviously there's not enough personnel there, or manpower, I suppose we shouldn't use the word manpower anymore, uh, to treat or to visit a, a lot of these people. A lot of these people are living at home. Uh, serious, obviously there's some, there's a broad spectrum of admin. They lost 140 reports of <coughs> seriously ill yeah. children. Yeah, but, but of course, obviously, uh, again, if you haven't enough people uh, in the system working, I mean, obviously, some a file can be put, put to one side, uh, put into a drawer, never again seen. Uh, I'm, I'm not making excuses, but this is what happens. This is the reality. I mean, there's too many, there's too few people trying to do too much. And this is right across the board. And unfortunately, the victims then, the people that, that do need care and help and assistance and people that need treatment are, you know, f forgotten about and they actually get worse. And then, as we know in this uh, CAMS case, then, there are uh, people being uh, prescribed uh, uh, medicine and drugs and which wasn't suitable at all. I mean, uh, possibly, uh, I won't say unqualified, but maybe not qualified to the full extent, uh, administering 
uh, certain Visay medicine because apparently uh, I've done a bit of Visay reading into this apparently there's about 25 different types of uh, mental problems there mm. and what would cure one will not cure the next one so it takes expertise it takes great knowledge and, and are those people there I don't know it's hard to believe Tom in this day and age, it's not hard to believe it. I'm sure if if you if you if you have an interest in issues like it, it's not hard to believe, because again, it's it's an area, mental area, m- mental illness, areas of disabilities, no go areas for the common people. They don't want to run at the bottom. I stood in an election, in the general election. I could tell you all about about the experiences now and and, and posters and all that, which I want to talk about next week. For but anyway. The situation, Pat, is that I stood on the with Jer South, who you know well, yeah. one of our greatest, I suppose, uh, people in Limerick. Yeah. Was never honoured. He was never even recognised. A brother of the famous Sean South. Of the, of the famous Sean South. He worked himself to the bone for the areas of disabilities. I ran in the general election, and the people did a. They were more interested in voting for William D to make him a minister, give him twenty thousand votes, which they did, and he made a good job of that when he got him when he got his ministerial job. But to see, it shows you that um, what again, it's it's kind of a twenty-four hour, hour discussion. Cams, we say like, and the Kerry, the South Kerry area there, two or three years ago, as Kieran has rightly said, had a doctor who wasn't qualified at all. I think he was a kind of a doctor for giving Botox or something. He, 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 that was his main job, and he was looking after sick children, giving them wrong medicine, mm-hmm. and uh, didn't they were saying at the time North Kerry could have problems. Now we have a big report yesterday. That was obvious from day one, Pat. It's a disgrace the way our mental health areas, both in children and in adults, are being managed and being... Because, first of all, we have the staff, we have the psychiatrists, we have the nurses, we have, we're not training them anymore. And you see, that is the problem. You're right there, I mean, Kiran just said. Staff, we haven't the people to, for, to look after the areas. You see, because it's, it's again, it's the HSE issue. They are the they're governing, they're running it like nobody else, and the whole thing is a disaster. And and that's not alone in South and North Kerry. That is like all over the country. But it's amazing, like, with the issues that were in South Kerry and North Kerry, that we didn't hear anything about the Healy Race, they're not about everything else. I mean, this was a, a, a disaster. Why wouldn't, they, why wouldn't they all talking about that? Now it's 20 to 11, folks, and... Um we have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of messages in here. Yes, Irish people, no venomous except for the hair coursing fraternity gym. The castle will go to Nadbrick back to you shortly. And we have uh, <coughs> Enoch Burke to come in and also about to go big and uh, <coughs> Pascal Donahue. And uh, we have a reader of Well, that's Happy New Year to you all. What are the panel's opinions on the go vague in advertising billboards and Dublin buses attacking the Irish agriculture? The advertising is Irish agriculture is the cause 37% of the country's CO2 emissions. Do these people realize the carbon footprint it takes to grow and harvest their own food products and transport them complete hypocrisy? To go vague in part of Dublin's bus should be made to take down these billboards. Michael Conway Croke and Pat, what does the panel will that say not work? And uh, uh, from Sarah in County I wonder, does our generous social welfare payments help asylum seekers make Ireland their final 
destination indeed many people would uh, feel that that is part of the invitation or, or, or the reason that they make the long journey to come all the way to little island out in the atlantic go to an ad break and back to you shortly County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 25th of January 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Kowal McCaton, and Councillor Tom Waddle. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. Um, I, I better arrange for Jason and Corral McCorton to, to get Corral to give Jason a few more Irish lessons because you won't find a better teacher for Irish than Corral himself, and Jason has been taking Irish lessons, believe it or not. Uh, back to the computer here in front of me, Pat. What does the panel think of the recent dismissal of school teacher Enoch Burke in County Westmeath? Where, where is this going to end? And does the panel think he should be allowed return to the school to teach again? Regards Sean or D Kappa, and I believe myself having discussed that uh, today in an earlier radio program. I believe the teachers' unions will be quite concerned over the manner in which he was dismissed, and uh, the, the notice and the procedures you're supposed to follow before you dismiss somebody. I, I don't know what they all. All those proper boxes tick, so I think that's going to run on and done as well. Some people uh, admire his stance, and some people criticize his stance. So, folks, if you're listening, uh, we would like to hear from you. That's not too much time left to hear from us. In the meantime, we'll hear from the panel. A man of principle, Tom Ruddle. Yeah, I, I suppose the manner that he was sacked. <coughs> I suppose, Way back, the first uh, instance, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I suppose it, it, it uh, seems uh, to all boil down to the he he um, he took on the the principal teacher. I think at, at some meeting, and uh, I think that was the, the reason. Then he was being disciplined or whatever. And of course, he he kind of took a hard stand in the whole thing. And uh, <coughs> I thought it was a pure kind of a short trial to show. You know that night there that they were having a meeting and they were actually dismissing him or whatever. So I thought maybe he should have been suspended indefinitely until I don't know to try and broker some kind of a. It is always safe to suspend the, anyhow. Then I, I I thought that yeah, you know yeah. they should have taken more time with it, but yeah. they seem to have gone for the very hard option yeah. there myself. You're supposed you know. to give a verbal warning first, and then a written warning, and and also you'd imagine somebody yeah. if if you're dismissing somebody, yeah. you'd imagine you would bring him before a meeting as well, and, and that's right. That's no. right, and, and like you know, I was only just you'd be only reading bits and pieces about it, but he was supposed to be a good teacher from what I read, like yeah. you know, but. Um, 
I, I suppose then, you know, the stance he's taken now is probably not helping his case uh, down the line. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this this case is going to run and run and run, and I can yeah. see it going to the to the European Court. Uh, and yeah. again, as I said, the teachers' unions will have something to say here. Uh, I I don't know the full facts of the case, whether he was teaching the pupil uh, in question or not, uh, whether that pupil was uh, attending his classes. Uh, I think he was a teacher of history and uh, and English. History uh, and German. What? History and German. Oh, history and German. Was that yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, now, why it became such a big issue, I do not know. I cannot figure out. Like, was it the pupil that made it an issue? Was it uh, some other teacher? Like, or was, it, was there some agenda there that they didn't like in a book anyway, mm. and they used this as a kind of a weapon to maybe remove him from Well, uh, I wouldn't think that. so, because it was seemed to that, that particular pupil had had come to the conclusion that it didn't want to be called uh, <coughs> called they or it, I believe, is what they were to be addressed as from now on. And he took exception that wasn't in, 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 yeah, in had, keeping yeah. with his teaching Christian values. Well, actually, brings to mind, I was thinking about this coming down tonight, uh, coming here tonight. Uh, actually, there was a, a talk about the civil war and the, and the war of uh, independence. Apparently, people... Actually, people, after instead of saying I, we say we, you know, yeah. we, were, we were going to the shop, and me, meaning I. Yeah. And there was people actually killed by the black and tans when, when they were asked, uh, you know, I call for, for your moments, and they would say, we were, you know, we were going down to the shop, and they would say, Who was with you? Who was with you? <coughs> so, I mean, Nobody. the we was always there. Yeah. But yeah. now, everybody just kind of, that's an aside. Mm. Uh, no, it's a, it's a difficult one, and uh, uh, it's very hard to be judgmental at the moment. But definitely, Enoch Burke hasn't done his own case, and he goes anyway for short-term employment. I'm sure that uh, you know, he wouldn't be welcome any place anyway. But I can see this going to the European Court. Yep. Because can you be forced to use a word that is, <coughs> is, is such a word uh, officially in the language? I mean, if you're speaking French or German, what would you use? Or Australia? Tom? Well, you know, there are issues here, like, and um, they, they run very deep, and there, there has to be a background to it as well. Uh, yes. We're very supportive of, of him as an individual, you know, taking a stand against the system. And, uh, you know, I mean, I would, uh, but I think the, the judiciary and the judgments that they put him in prison, I think, was a disgrace, number one, it was a shocking act. The teachers' union definitely, like, I mean, have a lot to account for here because they didn't, I mean, they come on board now. I mean, this is going on for the last six months. Well, Tom, just to clarify, he wasn't a member of either of the teachers' unions, but I think the teachers' unions themselves now will be getting quite concerned if a teacher can be called in on well, something like that and dismissed so fast. That's very important, Pat, now, what you're saying yeah, there, you yeah. see, because, you see... <coughs> a precedent is being set. Yes, and, like, you see, the, the teachers' unions are, are mm. a very, very powerful body, and we're listening to them there every Easter at their conferences and their the election is all about how hard they're working and how badly paid they are and all this and the conditions that they work under and no one no one denies that, that every every 
every profession now is under pressure like but they're well looked after and they're well paid and they I believe myself they should have given leadership here you see because it's very easy to leave people in their own and I'm a victim of that myself from and I'll just like take for the comment here I hear to Tom tonight on on, on Limerick County Council and his councillors and and his colleagues how they have stood idly by and uh, as and doing nothing whatsoever to support a very, very damaging situation that's involved in in uh, in the Rohini industrial estate. And let nobody say that they don't know about it because RT investigates, covers it in a very professional manner. And you see, so like it's very easy to be, I know what it's like to be left to my own pet. And I know what it's like for authority to, for to stand by and do nothing. And this is what this man has. Okay, I mean, he's he has his own beliefs. We say, and it's hard to it's very hard to disagree with him now. In, in, and in he my has confidence in his own ability and yes. beliefs as well that he will stand there. You know? of, of course, he has, and yeah. and he has the great credit for that for standing up to to what really I think myself is a very serious situation where you're told what people can deny what they are. Or, uh, him, him or her, you know, and uh, everybody have their opinion, and I think that <coughs> what happened in this instance, his opinion was was being was being taken from him, like, and now he's been he was bullied, I say as well. No, he's a, he's a good character, he's tough, and he's he's solid. He has done his time in prison, and he's not backing down one iota. <coughs> and I give him great credit for that. But I'm sh- I'm sure the schools and the dismissing and the the the, uh, the protocols with dismissal are there in they're enshrined in the law. So they can't, they can't make up that as they go along, and, and they're bullying him. But I'm, I'm afraid that the unions have stayed silent too long, and they would have been able to, first of all, intervene maybe, even that they weren't asked, and he had to be a member of some association, I'd say myself, and as well. If you teach, you'll be, you'll be considered, even that you might be a paid-up member, you'll be considered a member of a teaching union anyway. So, Pat, I, I'd be a supportive of him anyway, 100%. Yes, indeed. So that will roll on, folks, and will go on quite a bit because the, the, the Burke family, all home educated, every one of them, all professional people, all highly qualified, they follow the letter of the law, which is often overlooked in different cases. And not followed only when it suits one. James in West Limerick called discussion about hospital Limerick. Someone I know died 12 months ago, still getting appointment letters for for him. Hospital assures that info has to be registered with the hospital about that, but letters keep coming. They don't know how to run a hospital. Now, another quickie before we finish was back to the Ukrainians and the refugees. Well, the U- Ukraine refugees I'm referring to really again because and civil servants I, I think we've had such appalling decisions made we they tried to shove them into Killarney with a couple of days notice they were taking another bunch of them out of school someplace else and send them to Wexford and only last week we had them again taken out of a part of Dublin being moved to a, uh, the opposite end of Dublin families some of them had jobs many of the children were going to school and believe it or believe it not, as Mark Downs used to say, one hour's notice. Yeah. What kind of country is been? I hit Tom Ryan and a few more lads here when they tell me what a wonderful government we have. It sounds appalling to me. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I suppose, look, the whole system is overwhelmed, it, it seems to be. And, uh, but one hour's notice prepares the planning yeah, aspect yeah, of it. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't answer that now, Pat. I, I yeah. just don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like it, sounds, it sounds crazy, but um, I suppose, look, hopefully they're supposed to be building these modular houses. I mean, the faster they can build these. But I still think, Tom, the, the people in those positions... Whether they're qualified or not, within a work in the school, they want to re-interview a lot of them, I think. Carol? Yeah, I, I can't see the logic in if they have been settled for months, mm-hmm. uh, going to school, as I say, yeah. having employment, uh, moving them as say, 10 miles or 50 miles, mm-hmm. and then bring another group to that same location. Yeah. I mean, sure, I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're creating work for yourself. You're creating... Uh, you know, a lot of strife and, you're creating, you know, heartbreak and, and everything. And many of those were moved at night time and they arrived at their new location in the dark, Tom. Yes, Tom. Yeah, well, we've got... the last word on this one, Tom. Yeah, well, Pat, you said that I was praising the government. I, I will, I, I always give credit when decisions are made. You know, I can't let you go with that amount now, you know. Uh, but I think myself, Pat, we, we debated this, Pat, at the very start. Where they, where they, the, the actual, where they handed over the the initial, uh, like, Ukrainian refugee situation to the Red Cross, who were who were a great organisation, a great organisation, <coughs> but they hadn't, they, they hadn't the, the actual infrastructure to for to come near this. So now there's so many people involved, and I'd say that there's there's total confusion and you rightly said it there it's got to be disrupting people and you, children that are settled into schools and, and moving them for a, in order to bring in a different group of people and this is a big problem now and this comes back to what you spoke about early on the, the, the actual Ukrainian situation is being now confused with uh, refugees you know that are coming from different uh, from, from different places so it, it's a very it's it, you know let's hope that they can come to grips with it and also like people that that were, were very badly let down in that were very very uh, you know uh, considered early on they were offered accommodation and they offered all sorts of, and they weren't even contacted anymore you know so I mean the whole thing is be, was right that still is the case Tom that I refer to a case I, 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 be, I believe it is you know so, so, so who's responsible for that never contacted yeah I mean no, I think Tom no, hit, the, hit the nail on the head I mean it is overwhelming at the moment. I mean, mm-hmm. no matter who you had directing or in charge, like, you know, there's such a, 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 an influx coming continuously that I'm sure you were at your, at your wit's end yeah. to, to know how to accommodate them, yeah. find them, find them. But other countries have, have catered for millions, like. Hmm? But, I mean, Poland has catered for a million. Percentage, though, I, I think, compared to France, like we have a higher percentage yeah. of our population that we're taking in. It like is 11 o'clock, folks, on this Wednesday night, and we could go on for another hour on that topic. But I think the one that hit me most was one hour's notice, like to move them from one school to another, from one location to the other. And, and that's not the first time such behavior like that was attempted to take place. Our thanks to everybody who sent in those huge amount of messages and hope. You all enjoyed the program tonight, folks, and also my sincere thanks to Tom Ryan, Coral McCorton, and Council Tom Ruddle for joining us tonight, and Jason Smith for doing the hard work there on the, on, on the production desk, and hopefully some of our views might be heard by somebody, especially Tom Ruddle there, you might 
don't just let it in one ear and out the other ear and take it on to another meeting at another time. So, folks, in the meantime, take care and keep well wrapped up. And I believe it might be frosty in the morning, so be careful. And COVID is still around, so COVID, etc., keep well wrapped up. So, until next week, from me and Tom Ryan and company, take care. 102 FM. You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 25th of January 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Kowal McAtorn and Councillor Tom Waddle joined Paddo Donovan and Tom Wine for the discussion. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie